The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Thursday September 27th, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com My name is Bob Hello Bob Hi, uh, what's happening? It's, it's just absolute chaos here I just want to tell you trying to cover everything all at the same time. Jody Hamilton from the Stephanie Miller Show is here today. Plus, uh, as I said, we're covering the Senate Judiciary Committee as it happens. Uh, we'll also plow our way through Trump's gigantic shit show yesterday at the White House, that press conference. And an author has determined that, yes, Russia did, in fact, swing the election to Trump. This is a serious study of the results and how they were influenced by Russia. We're going to get into all of that. And the midterms are going to be here before you can say impeach Trump. And now you can remind yourself to vote every time you wash by picking up Bubble Genius's Vote Soap. It's a five-ounce bar of sweet-smelling soap artistically carved into the shape of the word vote with a third of the proceeds going to resistance candidates across the country. Only $7 from Bubble Genius, but use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order only from BubbleGenius.com. And now, oh my God, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. She ran out of the building and a street sweeper ran over her foot and severed her pinky toe. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah, then after the ambulance left, I found the toe. So I put it in a Cracker Jack box, filled it with ice, and took off for the hospital. What? You ran? No, I jumped on the bus. I told the driver, I got a toe here, buddy. Step on it. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. Then, all of a sudden, this guy pulls out a gun. Well, I knew any delay's going to cost her her pinky toe. So I got out of the seat and I started walking towards him. He says, where do you think you're going, Cracker Jack? I says, well, I got a little prize for you, buddy. Blah, blah, jack. Knocked him out cold. How could you do that? Yeah, then everybody is screaming because the driver, he's passed out because of all the commotion. The bus is out of control. So I grab him by the collar. I take him out of the seat. I get behind the wheel. Now I'm driving the bus. Batman. Yeah, yeah, I am Batman. <laughs> then the mugger, he comes to and he starts choking me. So I'm fighting him off with one hand and I kept driving the bus with the other, you know. <laughs> then I managed to open up the door and I kicked him out the door, you know, with my foot, you know, at the next stop. You kept making all the stops? <laughs> well, people kept ringing the bell. Bob Seska. Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. All right, let's dig in. It is the Trump Crisis Day 616. 616, and we're all still here. 39 <laughs> days until the 2018 midterms. And possibly the end of American democracy, according to Malcolm Nance. Uh, oh, what? Look! Oh, my goodness gracious! Who's here again? It is the great Jody Hamilton. Hi, Jody. Hi. Three weeks in a row. I'm feeling so special. <laughs> I love it. I love having you on the show so much, Jody, and uh, especially today. 
we got to dig into these hearings as they're happening. I mean, I think uh, Brett Kavanaugh is about to uh, enter the uh, the hearing room with the Senate Judiciary Committee, and just generally speaking, uh, this is going to get worse and worse and worse for both Brett Kavanaugh, for the Republican Party, for Donald Trump. Um, and so let's let's just dig into this. First of all, Jody, uh, how are you doing? Um, uh, in watching all of this, well, I know there's a lot of tears, a lot of tears being shed and in, in, in total seriousness. This is not this is not an easy day for millions and millions and millions of Americans. Well, luckily, um, I am one of the few women that never had to go through what uh, Dr. Ford went through. Um, yeah. I've been in situations where it could have gone that way. And luckily, mm-hmm. I was able to get out of them. Yeah. Um, I've, I said this on Stephanie's show on Tuesday. One afternoon, I was leaving a friend's apartment in West Hollywood, and I was stopped across the street. And this guy pulled around the corner, and he was pleasuring himself to oh my me. God. Wow. And I'm like, really, you know? And I was, I was freaked out. I'm like, what are you doing, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, ugly, gross, gross, go away. Um, and I didn't report it because what am I going to do? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and a guy in, in college, we were in a study thing together. We were supposed to do a project, and I forget the project. And yes, I don't know the year. I don't know the date. I I know it was in my apartment. Can, can you detail um, for us the map? Can you tell us where the shitter was in the room? Can you tell? <laughs> well, actually, us- I do. It was my apartment, so I can exactly know where everything was. <laughs> okay. But again, the the bathroom was across from the bedroom. Right. right. And um, uh, he got he got drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not drinking. I was, I think, a sophomore. I don't think I was as old as a junior. Yeah. And um, uh, he got, uh, it just feel, felt like something was going to happen. Yeah. And so I got up, and I didn't even go to the bathroom because I was like, no, the phone's in the bedroom if there's something, you know, if something's wrong. Yeah. And so I just locked myself in my bedroom. And I, th- I seem to recall, because I haven't thought of this in years, naturally, <laughs> um, that uh, I think he knocked on my bedroom door kind of hard, and I just yeah. said, get out. Um, and he eventually left. And from that point on, we had a project to do together. And I, I, I honestly don't remember his name. I could, I could do a police drawing of wow. him yeah. tomorrow, but I don't recall his name. Because uh, we really never... <laughs> uh, it was always from that point on in a library. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's you funny. Know. There's, I, I know so many women who were, in fact, it's so uh, ironic and coincidental that we had Larry Charles on the show yesterday on the interview show. He uh-huh. wrote many of the greatest episodes of Seinfeld, and I'm not sure he actually wrote the one in which Elaine tells Jerry about her date who, quote unquote, took it out. There are a lot of stories that I've heard in which, and and I don't know if these would necessarily be considered sexual assault, but there are a lot of cases where, yeah, a lot of guys without without permission, without the go-ahead, without the green light, took it out. Did you see the woman in the hallway with Lindsey Graham? I I saw Lindsey Graham, and of course we have to get to Lindsey Graham here and and talk about this. Lindsey Graham just being all kinds of melodramatic outside the oh hearing room today. Just, oh my, holy shit. This guy, clearly, when John McCain died, John McCain took Lindsey Graham's soul with him. Yeah, or he his, did. his guts, his spine just was... Lindsey Graham's spine was buried with uh, John McCain. Well, I mean, I saw it. It was on MS. He was, they were interviewing him in the hallway, and he was saying horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. And then as he left, this one woman... As he was getting on the elevator, she said, you know, I was raped 13 years ago. And he goes, you should call the cops. Oh, yeah, that's what he said. Right. Because, you know, 
That's the thing I in all of us. I witnessed that. Yeah, exactly. Well, and Jody, you should have called the cops when that guy started jerking off in front of you. Well, sure, because yeah. that would have been believable because he would have been there. This was uh, pre-cell phone technology, so yep. come on, people. Well, that, I mean, see, that's the big trick in all of this is Lindsey Graham or Donald Trump and all the rest of them are saying, why didn't she call the cops? Why didn't she tell her parents? Are you fucking kidding me? Why? No shit. Consider the treatment they're getting now. Mm-hmm. by half of the American voting public. Consider the mm-hmm. treatment they're getting now by the, the Republicans on the Senate Judiciary Committee. Mm-hmm. Okay, no one... That's, this is why women don't come forward. You want to know why women don't come forward with these things? This is why. Everything that's happening today is exactly why that is going on. Lindsey Graham, oh, tell the cops. Oh, yeah, sure. So we, well, too, mean, can go through forget- this same madness, right? Exactly. Well, I forget I forget who said the statistic that one in three women will have had a sexual assault, but the, mm-hmm. the senator also said one in six men. Yeah. So, hi, they're not reporting either. I was just telling Kimberly uh, my little story. It didn't involve any uh, sexual contact along those lines. But And again, I don't want to elevate this anywhere close to being similar to what's going on with... Uh, these women who are accusing uh, Brett Kavanaugh of doing these terrible things. Uh, But, I mean, it's worth mentioning that, you know, all at once I was an altar boy uh, in in the Catholic Church, and uh, I I spent, I don't know, three, four, or five years as an altar boy uh, as a kid, and I was never sexually assaulted. In fact, it never came close. There was never any situation along those lines. However, there was one time where at the end of a baseball season, I don't know, I was in fifth or sixth grade or something like that, at the end of the baseball season in the spring, we had a, uh, a get-together at our house, a picnic. My dad was the coach, so, of course, he had the whole team over. There are these kids in the neighborhood that were much older than us, maybe 10 years older than us. And they were back in the woods, and they were having some sort of party. And I'm sure there were drugs and drinking going on back at this this area where there's these giant rocks in the woods behind her house. And so the whole team, the baseball team, is back in the woods, and we're spying on these older kids. And they spot us spying on them because, of course, we're all wearing orange baseball jerseys <laughs> right. in the woods, so we're easily spottable. And so they tr- start chasing after us, and the whole team goes racing down back down the trail back to my backyard with the protection of our parents and so on back there. And of course I was unable to run at top speed because like an idiot, having been the catcher on the team, I was wearing a cup uh, inside my jock strap. And if you try to run with one of those things on, it's not the easiest thing to do because it chafes against your, your inner thigh as you're trying to run. So I couldn't run fast enough. And these guys caught up with me. I'll never forget the one kid's name. His last name was Speckard. It's like the perfect name for the neighborhood bully. Right. And so Speckard and his buddy caught up with me and grabbed me and put their Speckard put his hand over my mouth and everything like that. And was, and they were getting ready to haul me back to where they were camped out in the woods. And just as they started to dra- drag me back, and of course I'm flailing and kicking, and, and they're much bigger than me at the time, mm-hmm. and suddenly around the corner, on the trail, comes the entire, like, comes the cavalry, the entire <laughs> baseball team running back down the trail towards us. So these two guys 
see the whole team running towards us and they let me go and they go tearing wow. off to uh, wherever the hell you they went lucky. i have no idea and so but i mean that could have turned into a Awful. similar situation yeah, yeah so no, that's no, why no, no. your friends definitely saved your butt yeah that was definitely a, a harrowing uh, story and one that i will never ever forget because it could have gone horribly horribly awry uh beyond well, that what, so what i'm finding interesting is is all the people that are still supporting kavanaugh after these credible multiple allegations, but still think that yeah. Weinstein and Cosby and Kevin Spacey and Al Franken and all of them are bad. You know, that's the crazy thing in all of this, Jody, is in the last uh, 24 hours, Brett Kavanaugh has really gone from being a version of Clarence Thomas, the whole right. Clarence Thomas affair, as he was uh, uh, nominated and going through his confirmation process with Anita Hill right. and everything. Uh, Kavanaugh's gone from that to Bill Cosby, basically, because now well, yeah. more and more women are coming out. We're up to four or five now. We're up there to was three one that three that have come out, and then there's two more I think that are anonymous. Yes, so three that have have put their names to the allegations and are willing to talk to the FBI in one sworn testimony and. So, I mean, and they've put their names out there, which is, I, I don't besmirch anybody that doesn't want to put her name forward. Yeah. But yeah. Um, those three are willing to testify, and the GOP's not letting them. And why not subpoena Mark Judge, who can basically say under oath in front, under cross-examination, hey, I wasn't there, it never happened. So regardless of how this process continues to play out, Mm -hmm. There are more people who are going to emerge and accuse mm -hmm. Brett Kavanaugh of doing these things that he is very clearly serially engaged in. He yes. very, very clearly has uh, a problem with alcohol, at least he mm -hmm. used to at certain mm -hmm. times. I mean, the, the, accusa the anonymous accusation we heard reported through NBC News and, mm -hmm. and given to uh, Cory Gardner, who's the Republican senator from... Uh, I believe Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. yeah. And then handed off somehow leaked to uh, NBC News from Cory Gardner's office, we can only assume. Mm -hmm. And that story uh, specifically is about where Brett Kavanaugh was hammered. They were coming mm -hmm. out of a, a bar or something like that. And Brett Kavanaugh slammed this woman against a wall uh, mm -hmm. in, a, in a quote unquote sexual way. And we can right. kind of imagine what that all looked like and what that experience yeah. was like. And so, once again, though, we have a, a story in which alcohol abuse becomes part of the problem. Well, his roommate in Yale said so. I yeah. mean, that's a dude, people. It wasn't a chick he was living with. It was a dude. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, you know, now, the, the basically what's going to happen is if you're Brett Kavanaugh, you got to be thinking to yourself, well, you know what? I might get confirmed. The, the Republicans might be the, the fucking cruel bastards that we all assume that they are, and they're going to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, but more and more women are going to emerge when you know for a fact, if you're Brett Kavanaugh, that if you withdraw your name now, mm -hmm. the problems will kind of go away. Not to some it, degree, yeah. Yeah, not, not immediately, obviously, but it's going to be not as difficult for Brett Kavanaugh if he withdraws. Then mm -hmm. suddenly there won't be this pursuit where now, you know, there, there is a determination now to find women who have been attacked by Brett Kavanaugh. And it's not a part of it's not something that is what Donald Trump described as being some sort of democratic con job. This is this all happens kind of in an organic way. 
And it's and like I said, it's going to continue happening if Brett Kavanaugh continues to push forward with this. And right. from all indications, what we know and what we observe now is that the Republican Party is entirely about winning. It's no longer about democracy. It's no longer about values. It's no longer. Well, in some cases, it's about uh, the fetus fetish, the, the thing that, you know, everyone trying to protect the fetus, the evangelicals and so on. And that's kind of an impetus here. But generally speaking, the Trump era Republican Party, and even going back uh, some years, is all about just pressing forward no matter what happens. I mean, some of the examples I cited in a piece for the Daily Banter I wrote today is, you know, when they were in the in the aftermath of Sandy Hook and that massacre where, you know, the, the best bill we could come up with in Congress was just a minor tweak of the background check law to expand background checks to Internet gun sales and gun shows. And this was supported by 74% of NRA members, like 80% of gun owners, 90% of the American voting population in general. And so what did the Republicans do? Well, of course, they filibustered and killed it. Of course. Yeah, killed it. And knowing where the, the memory of Sandy Hook was still fresh in our minds and yet they they filibustered it anyway they do not care about your screaming or my screaming or uh, uh christine blazy ford's screaming or mm. sweatnik screaming or ramirez's screaming none of it they don't care they will press forward no matter what because winning is the only thing that's all they've got left i mean hell donald trump has risked further obstruction of justice charges just to distract from the Brett Kavanaugh chaos. This mm-hmm. is how willing they are to do anything in order to haul this fish to shore. And they just they just don't care what... Ha- I mean, for God's sake, they conspired with Russia, not just mm-hmm. Trump, but now it's very clear that this is an entire Republican Party scandal. This goes top to bottom in the GOP. This uh, conspiracy with Russia where they're getting Russian money and it's getting funneled through the NRA and all of the usual usual suspects. They are willing to do that in order to win. They are willing to risk being eliminated as a political party in this country if the shit really hits the fan for the Republican Party broadly when it comes to this Russia investigation and what Mueller is going to come up with. I mean, so this is all the stuff that they're willing to do. You think for a second that they're unwilling to plow over these women who are accusing Brett Kavanaugh in order to drag his bloated corpse across the finish line? (laughs) It's shocking to me. It's it's the question, like everybody's going, oh, this is the new standard. I'm sorry. Didn't Roberts get on the court without this? Didn't Scalia get on the court without this? Didn't Gorsuch get on the court without this? So I'm sorry, guys. Even Justice Thomas, who had credible accusations got on the court Mm -hmm. and that was less partisan than now yeah yeah i know i mean joe biden didn't do himself any favors he's gonna have to talk today because he was brought up by grassley right yeah well that should be interesting yeah I i think he has apologized correct I'm not sure what what did Joe Biden say. I'm not even sure. Well, Joe Biden when he that. was when he was on the the committee. Oh, with Anita during, Anita Hill. Yeah, yeah. Anita, he's apologized for that, correct? I think he has. It's just it's one of those terrible chapters in the Joe Biden yes. story. It's awful. It's hard hard to get past that. Uh, it's the really way hard. he conducted those hearings, uh, the mm-hmm. way he treated uh, Anita Hill and all of that. Right. It's just kind of shocking. And you know, there's just I don't want to get in a whole Joe Biden thing, but neither do I. But I mean, I the, but Grassley, I think it was Grassley brought him up today, and it's like, wait a minute, hold the phone here, buddy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Biden's not there to defend himself, and secondly, this is now not then. 
Let's talk about Grassley for a second, because Grassley uh, is uh, is not the person to be chairing this. I mean, yes, I completely get why they brought in Rachel Mitchell, because every time Grassley opens his mouth, much like the commander in chief, he just makes things worse for himself. His like old white guy bitchiness is not really playing very well. And, you know, and it's in addition to that, it's sorry, it's difficult to take him seriously because every time I hear his voice, I think of Pete Puma from the old Warner Brothers cartoon. I got a little rabbit in this hole uh, and I'm going to catch the uh, little rabbit and eat him up. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Senator Grassley. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So there's all of that, obviously. Um, Dr. Ford, I mean, let's just say it just powerfully credible. I, I, you know, I don't know how anyone is watching her testimony and going oh what a liar and 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 being honest with themselves in the process now, obviously there's a lot of a lot of people donald trump jr being one of them on twitter good lord someone <laughs> you want to just punch his voice there's a uh, there's a good example right there but i mean i don't think anyone can honestly look themselves in the mirror and go yeah she's totally lying that is just impossible you, you can't say that i mean you can publicly but you're just you're lying to your people you're lying to the public and that's that's exactly what you're doing right they don't care whether she's lying or not they just have to think that she's lying i actually know somebody that was posted a picture of the kavanaugh saying i'm stand with them and yeah. i'm like really um <laughs> i get if you stand with the other horrible people that the federalist society would like to put on the supreme court right. i get that unless these types of things come forward against them i understand it yeah you're weird i disagree completely with overturning roe and oh there's did, did you hear about the amicus brief that orrin hatch filed no i didn't hear about this what ah, there's a there's a court case coming to the supreme court mm-hmm. a guy was charged with both federal tax evasion and state tax evasion and he believes that under the Fifth Amendment, he shouldn't be tried twice for the same crime. Oh, me, yes. Now I, know what you're ta- now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. So to me, those are two different crimes. It's like, oh, I mm. murdered two people. You can't try me for both of them. Yeah, right. Well, you know, only uh, try me for one murder and then you can't try me for the other one because those are two different crimes. State and federal crimes are different crimes. Yep. But the amicus brief basically says, yes, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Opening the door for any pardons on a federal level oh, to then so you can't obvious. file. But to me, a state charge can be a different charge yeah. to the same sort of crime. Right. So right. I don't see how that could sort of work. I think Mueller probably is aware of this and is, is talking to the state prosecutors and going, hey, mm-hmm. this is the same kind of crime, but file it as a different thing because it's technically not the same crime. Yeah. But that's what also they want to do is they want to put somebody on the court that will basically state that this president can pardon himself and anybody else on a federal level and that they cannot be tried for the same crimes in the state. Staggering. And I'm not even sure that Donald Trump is 100% behind this guy. I just get the sense no, that Donald Trump is... is, is is not being as Trumpish as he normally is. I mean, that that we'll get to that press conference in just a second. But oh god, he, here was uh, it's funny. I'm glad you mentioned mentioned Orrin Hatch because I have a clip of Orrin Hatch talking about this particular amicus brief. Here's Orrin Hatch. One trick is to tell them stories that don't go anywhere, <laughs> like the time I caught the ferry over to Shelbyville. What? I needed a new heel for my shoe. For shoe? No. So, I decided to go to Morganville, Morganville, which is what which they is call what they Shelbyville, Shelbyville in those days. So I tied an onion to my belt, an onion. which was the style at the time. It was the style no, at the time. To take the ferry cost okay. a nickel. Well, in those 
first We'll date. come back. We'll just it's pot down Orrin Hatch and maybe come back to Orrin Hatch here in just a second. But uh, so the Trumpers don't just think she's lying. They have to think she's lying. It's not about right. morality or justice to them. Going back to what I was saying at the top of the show. This is about winning at any cost. That's the right. entire motivation behind GOP politics in the modern age, not values or democracy or anything along those lines. Human decency, thoughtfulness, facts, reality. None of that matters anymore. But, I mean, the good news, and, and if there is any sort of silver lining in all of this, one thing you can say absolutely for sure, that the entire left... And indeed, all reasonable people right now in the United States, regardless of politics, are united around Dr. Ford at this minute. And that is something that I think the Republicans fail to recognize and which will absolutely burn them in the midterms. I mean, let's make no mistake about this. They are stuck and they are fucked. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. I swear to God. (laughs) But here's the problem. I mean, they're stuck between these evangelical fetus fetishists and they're stuck between 80 million women voters in this country. Mm -hmm. And if they continue along these lines and they, despite all of these women emerging, all of these charges, all of their credibility, and they confirm Brett Kavanaugh anyway, 80 million women are going to take a gigantic shit on their heads electorally on uh, November 6th. And that's absolutely what's going to happen. And Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, which they cut off at the very end, he had asked if the minority had been allowed, were invited to talk to her. Yeah. And then Feinstein was cut off. Like, wait, we weren't notified. Whereas Grassley was saying that they were, and it's like, I don't think they were. Well, then at the the beginning, see, they brought in Rachel Mitchell from Maricopa County, the sex crimes prosecutor. She was terrible for them, I think. Yeah, terrible. But at the same time, you know, they brought her in specifically to ask questions in place of, you know, this panel of white guys, which is the entire Republican caucus on this uh, particular committee. And uh, and instead of just letting her ask questions because she was methodically going through recreating, this, you know, asking Dr. Ford about the details of her testimony. And then uh, goddamn Pete Puma couldn't help but to, you know, interject suddenly jumping. I got a little rabbit. No, <laughs> Senator Grassley, <laughs> you were supposed to. I know, but you were you were supposed to let Rachel Mitchell ask these questions. And, and so the Republicans. They just couldn't help themselves. They mm-hmm. ju- they're all at once uh, questioning the veracity of this very credible college professor and s- psychology expert with multiple degrees. And at the same time, they're interrupting their handpicked prosecutor. Yeah. I mean, they just can't stop interrupting women. <laughs> very I mean, true. It's, it's, and even someone who's there to help them. Yeah, she was them. hired to help them. That was her job. She wasn't there to help uh, Dr. Ford by any stretch of the imagination. Yep. She was there to help Kavanaugh. Yep, absolutely. So and I don't think she did the whole the whole the whole questioning on are you afraid to fly yeah. bullshit. Oh, I know. Like, um, that has nothing to do with anything. No, because she could have been afraid to fly way before this. This could have been a lifelong issue with her. Yeah, I'm a bad flyer. I don't like getting on planes. I'm oh, afraid to it. fly. I still get on them. 
Uh, yeah, I hate, hate, hate. I'm not necessarily afraid to fly. I just hate it with a passion because I can't fit in the goddamn seats. It just doesn't. <laughs> well, that I, makes more sense for you. <laughs> yeah, I have to origami myself into the airline seats, and it's just a process. I can't stand up straight. The number of times I have smacked my head on one of those hanging television screens down the middle oh, of the aisle. Bad. Oh my God. Jesus. So, I mean, I'm not a fan of flying either, but I mean, here's Donald Trump Jr. tweeting earlier today. And by the way, I'm just making it a, a mission of mine to just be a thorn in his side. I'm going to do it in a way that doesn't get me kicked off of Twitter, but but I'm still going to do it. And I'm hopefully I called gonna... him Mycena uh, Mushroom Jr., which is the smallest mushroom ever. <laughs> That's exactly right. So he tweeted here <laughs> today, I'm no psychology professor, but it does seem weird to me that someone could have a selective fear of flying. Can't do it to testify, but for vacation, well, that's not a problem at all. And then I was like, you know what, you goddamn moron, your your dad fears stairs and slopes. It doesn't mean he's going to stop walking places. Fear of flying doesn't necessarily mean I never, ever fly. You have to fly to go to certain places, and so you endure the fear. You push through the fear. That doesn't eliminate the fact that you're afraid of flying. It just makes it more difficult to actually fly. And so this is entirely lost on this Uday or Kuse, whichever of the two that he is. The fact that he was kicked in the head by a mule should never come into consideration when we're evaluating Donald Trump Jr. Oh, what? Did I say that? I didn't. (laughs) Allegedly kicked in the head by a mule. I'll just add that. Uh, Meanwhile, Charlie Pierce is on the Hill right now, and he was reporting uh, that people are weeping in the committee room. You know, as as Dr. Ford was uh, presenting her testimony, I mean, I think everyone in that committee room watching, everyone in the gallery was was crying, at least according to Charlie Pierce. You could see it on TV a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this was shocking. Let's go back to uh, Lindsey Graham for a second, because this was a a very salient moment, I believe, as far as his comments go. Oh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, Lindsey Graham is uh, throwing down the gauntlet. Strength. Yeah. He is... uh, (laughs) Lindsey Graham said outside the committee room, he said that uh, the Democrats should expect the same kind of treatment next time they nominate someone. Why? So he's just tipped his hand. Yeah. He said, well, yeah, they want to treat us this way. We're going to treat them right back the same way said uh, threaten the Democrats right there on television. Republicans are going to retaliate by doing the same thing to future Democratic nominees to the court. As if they didn't start this with shenanigans with Merrick Garland, for God's sake. Meanwhile, the Democrats didn't do any of this. You know, there wasn't any sort of grand plot or whatever they're suggesting, any sort of con job, as Donald Trump is saying. When you Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. What's going Brett on? Brett Kavanaugh apparently is yelling, according to Jackie Schechner. Wait, Brett Kavanaugh is yelling? Let me see. That's what That's... She's, she just tweeted. Brett Kavanaugh yelling is not a good look. Uh, wait a minute. Let's see. Is, is he yelling? That's what, that's what just, Jackie uh, just tweeted. I just opened the, <laughs> I just opened the door, and I'm, Kimberly, I, I, Kimberly's I, in the next room with it on TV. Is, can, can you turn it up? Is Kavanaugh yelling? He's he's not yelling. Okay, Kimberly's. Okay, because okay. Yeah, he's angry. He does. Oh, okay. Yeah, he does look angry. Yeah. His his face is all pruned up, like he's like. Oh really yeah. Really upset. Really upset. Yeah. Maybe we should have some music for. Uh, uh, maybe this goes with. <laughs> this is a go with Brett Kavanaugh's testimony right now. 
Stop whining. Yeah, stop whining, please. Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's a bad witness for himself. He's a terrible witness. He is. He's terrible. He just looks like a mess to me. I mean, I don't even need to see what he's... I don't need to hear what he's saying. All you got to do is look at his face, and it's all mottled, and he's, like, Mm -hmm. grimacing, and he's just... Oh, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. He looks angry. Yeah. And this is not going to contrast very well with Dr. Ford's testimony. And she seemed, you know, incredibly sincere. This is not someone. You talk about profiling. We all talk about profiling once in a while. We take a look at people and size them up and figure them out, what's going on with them, what their background is all about, whether they're telling the truth, whether they're full of shit. And you, you look at and you listen to... Dr. Ford, she sounds eminently believable. There's mm-hmm. nothing, there's no indication in her background, in her mm-hmm. education, in her mm-hmm. personality that that screams out to me lying. You look at Donald Trump and everything looks like a lie. I mean, every right. time he says, believe me, or this I can tell you, it's always, that's always his tell. You know when Donald Trump is lying to you because he's talking, one. Mm-hmm. Two, he always throws in those things, those, uh, those, t- oh my God. To play poker with Donald Trump is a recipe for winning a lot of money from Donald oh, Trump. Oh, yeah. He's got, oh, my God. He would be so easy to just take. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. So, uh, so it looks like the same with Brett Kavanaugh. Just a terrible, yeah. terrible liar. Just terrible at lying. And, and you know what? Behaving, let's, let's call it what it, he behaves like an alcoholic. He yes. be, He absolutely, you know, like you try to, Try to call an alcoholic on their <laughs> the fact that they're drinking too much and they get belligerent and like, oh, how dare you try to tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Brett Kavanaugh right now testifying. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, John Fugelsang tweeted, uh, once Bush Sr. launched the Gulf War after learning from Vietnam not to televise the horrible realities of war. Today, GOP Senate Judiciary Committee men launched Rachel Mitchell, after learning from Anita Hill not to televise the horrible realities of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Aww. Yeah, I know. Well, geez, that yeah. was the wrong. I meant to do the clapping. And instead I did the. Aww. I guess the audience thinks that uh, John Fuglesang's tweet was cute. I thought it was poignant, audience. I don't know what's wrong with you today. <laughs> uh, Aaron Rupar also observed that Fox News' Chris Wallace mm-hmm. said that in the wake of the uh, Kavanaugh allegations, quote, Two of my daughters have told me stories that I have never heard before about things that happened in high school and hadn't told their parents. Uh, I I don't think we can disregard Ford and the seriousness of this, is what uh, Chris Wallace said on Fox News Channel. Of course, I dialed over to Fox News Channel. And of course, I say dial because I'm old. (laughs) Because we're old and we used to have to get up from the couch and change the dial. (laughs) Yes, kids, there used to be big dials. And you have to pick up the phone before pressing or dialing the phone. You don't dial it and then pick up the phone. That's right. But there was a gigantic dial on the television. There were two of them and you had to get up and turn it. That's why I said, but I, I looked at Fox News Channel, and Fox News Channel was as you would imagine. <laughs> you know, <it> just <laughs> there was Carl Rove uh, on Fox News trying to suggest that it was a plot and this is a Democratic scam and everything. You know, here we are with Project Carl Rove. Much? Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> both Rove and George W. Bush uh, are not favored people among yeah. the red hats. 
Donald Trump was relentless and ruthless toward Jeb Bush during the 2016 primaries. We all remember that. Low energy Jeb and all that shit completely destroyed Jeb's presidential ambitions, uh, just steamrolled right over them. And yet here we are with George W. Bush going around the country, touring to uh, and campaigning for Republican candidates so Donald Trump doesn't get held accountable uh, by Congress. And now Karl Rove is on television defending Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee. For God's sake, for people who are supposed to be enemies of Donald Trump, they're certainly doing a shitty, shitty job of that. Yep. Oh, my God. But so that's what was uh, happening on Fox. I don't know what else is happening on Fox News Channel at this point. I think I'm sure they're going to deify Brett Kavanaugh's yelling somehow. Oh, he's forceful and commanding and powerful and strong. I believe Brett Kavanaugh. Sure. Sure, he looks sure, angry. sure. I'm, I'm watching this. He looks really angry. Yeah, he looks really mad. He's just so pissed off. All these, uh, all these women. <laughs> he just wants to hold one down on the bed and just. Mm. That's what he's thinking. He's just like, oh, these women just—they need to be put in their place. Oh, have you seen the look on his wife's face? She doesn't look happy. I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine she hasn't looked happy for weeks. Uh, okay, so I want to talk about hymns, forhims.com. This is, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I, I think I'm losing my hair. And <laughs> I saw a picture of me at Sexy Liberal Saturday night. It was a, the group photo, the, the group selfie that uh, John Fugelsang took where we were all You were so far in the back. You were so far in the back and still taller than everybody. <laughs> I know. I had to stand behind everybody <laughs> and I had to crouch down. <laughs> But in one of the pictures, Stephanie just posted one of the, the other pictures of that particular scene, and you could clearly see just the thinning hair on the crown of my head, and was like, oh, God damn it. Oh, shit. What are we do? What kind of devilry is old age bringing now? God damn it. I know. So thank God there is fourhims.com. It surprised me to learn that two thirds of all men lose their hair by the, by the time they're 35. Well, I'm 47. Uh, so I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. But a bald spot pops up, a creeping hairline, and what's it going to take uh, to look like? Uh, what's it going to look like a year from now or two years from now? You want to keep the hair that you have for as long as possible. And thanks to science, baldness can be optional, not inevitable. Pro tip, don't buy the snake oil at convenience stores. Buy the real deal from medicine and science. Yes, science! Science! Forhims.com connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to help you keep the hair that you have and with money saving generic prescriptions. It's a guy's one stop shop for hair loss, sexual wellness, and more with advice and prescription grade medications, not herbal supplements, at a fraction of the usual cost. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, and no pharmacy lines. It's all much, much faster, a real time saver for those of us on the go. I just, I just want to reiterate, Viagra, they're going to send Viagra to your door. They're going to diagnose you remotely, and then they're going to send Viagra to your door, right? That's how right. it works. And the same with all of their hair care products as well. Just answer a few quick questions. The doctor uh, reviews your answers and writes a prescription that comes straight to your door. The website is amazing. I, right away, I was able to peruse their entire uh, hair restoration uh, uh, library of items and medicines 
And I'm making my choice now is really an easy experience. Right now, my listeners get a one-month trial of Hims for just five bucks and save hundreds of dollars on pharmacy visits. That includes a consultation. See their website for details. This is a very limited offer. So hit pause right now and go to forhims.com slash B-O-B-C. I'll spell it. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash B-O-B-C. Forhims.com slash B-O-B-C. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you so much, Buzz. Jody is here today. Mother told me, yes, she told me. Yes, indeed. Oh, my God, uh, Jody. Uh, Comedy Month continues on uh, my interview show, Interviews from Earth One. Uh, it's our Wednesday interview show. I interviewed yesterday the great Larry Charles. This show was a bucket list thing for me. I swear to God. I love Seinfeld so much, and Larry wrote some of the funniest and most memorable episodes of that show, and I went total fanboy. <laughs> right in the middle of the show, we're going through his, uh, some of the episodes of Seinfeld that he wrote that are uh, among my favorite, and I just got so fanboy on, uh, on Larry <laughs> Charles. I hope he wasn't like, oh, brother, I got a live one here. Uh, but we, we <laughs> talked about the origins of the uh, Kramer pinky toe monologue that you heard at the top of the show, which Larry right. Charles wrote that entire scene and wrote that entire episode, in fact. We talked about the pig man. I found out that Larry Charles was the guy who invented the pig man in that episode called The Briss. Uh, he was the guy who coined the phrase, not that there's anything wrong with that, from the outing, uh, the use of snappy dialogue on the show, so many creative process details exclusive to this interview. Larry also directed both Borat and Bruno and Religious, the Bill Maher movie. So we talked about how uh, he and Sasha Baron Cohen were able to escape the production alive without getting arrested somehow. And we uh, <laughs> we talked about politics in there, too. I felt a, l- a little bit like Chris Farley, though. I was like, uh, you remember? You remember when you remember you- that time? You remember know? that time where yeah. Borat was chasing Azamat <laughs> through the hotel naked? That was awesome. And I really got in. I really sounded that like that a little bit. Yeah, pe- people on Patreon are like, oh, yeah, yeah. Total fanboy, Bob. Uh, so, but it was, it was a fun interview. We went for about an hour and 15 minutes. I could have talked to him for another four hours about just picking apart episodes of Seinfeld that I love so much. Uh, meanwhile, plans are in the works. I'm not, I'm not confirming anything, but plans are in the works for me to go to LA next year for a special happy hour episode. Nothing. You need to come in November and stay at my house so that everybody can see you. Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing though. I, I, I might not be the star of this particular happy hour episode. Uh, That's the only hint I'm going to give, but (gasps) I may be there for it anyway. Nothing is confirmed. Don't don't get excited, Uh, but but stand by for details. I'll have them as they happen. Okay, so that's uh, enough of our little bits of business here. So make sure, by by the way, go to our Patreon page. And what's happening, Kimberly Johnson? He's Brett Kavanaugh is crying. What? He's crying. Uh, I've got to see this. Kidding me? I got to see Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah, he does. He was. He was, call- he was crying when he was talking about his daughter. Yeah, and he's an ugly crier. <laughs> he's a, a shocker, Brett Kavanaugh is an ugly crier. I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> his face is all... I'm sorry. I, you know, I don't mean to laugh at his cry. No, we don't. We shouldn't... Well, let's be fair about this. We shouldn't laugh at the rapist's crying. Yes, we should. <laughs> I think we should. I think it's okay. 
Uh, all right. All right. Enough of that. What was I saying? What were we talking Hi. about? I have no idea. <laughs> talking about the fact that you're coming out here with Kimberly Johnson oh, yes. this well, November 3rd for Sexy Liberal so that it, um, <laughs> you can come out here. <laughs> no, I don't think that's happening yet. No, no. That, 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 I don't think that, that particular trip is going to happen. See that? I, we're going to Florida that weekend. Oh man! So yeah, my dad's 80th birthday, so we're going oh, down. Okay, to whatever. Florida. But sh- whatever surprise. your dad, whatever. Sh- yeah, don't don't tell him though. Don't, I mean, swear, Shh, seriously, Jody. Don't tell I, him. <laughs> don't tell my dad that we're having a surprise 80th birthday party for him in Florida for some reason. Wait, have you have you checked his medical records? Because he is 80. <laughs> that is true. He is healthier than me. Okay. I swear to okay. God. <laughs> I, you know, that's I'm totally serious. Seven days a week, he's doing Pilates, he's doing yoga, he's at the gym, he's coaching baseball, uh, high school baseball. He is at 80 way more fit than I am at 47, I think. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to uh, challenge him to a like a like a, a stairmaster contest or something like that because I think right. I would get I would get destroyed. Um, okay, so let's dig back into this. Uh, meanwhile, in a sworn declaration, a third accuser has said that between 1981 and 1983, she witnessed efforts by Brett Kavanaugh and his friend Mark Judge to get girls drunk and disoriented so they could be gang raped inside rooms at house parties by a train of boys who were lined up and waiting for their turn inside the room. This is uh, Julie Swetnick, who swore that Kavanaugh and Judge would spike the punch at house parties with drugs and or grain alcohol. I mean, we're seeing this in kind of a, uh, a granular kind of way. Uh, but this kind of shit, I hear these stories and I go, yeah, totally. I, I totally see this. I was, a, mm-hmm. I was an RA on a college campus mm-hmm. in a party school. I mean, Kutztown University is, I, I will never regret going there. I got a fantastic, I'm not making this up. I'm not exaggerating. I got a, the greatest education there. It shaped who I am today, not only socially, but in terms of the education I got there. Some wonderful fr- professors, wonderful teachers, uh, uh, friends I made for life. But it was a party school. It was notorious. There was a whole section of off-campus housing called the Cliffs, where it was just mayhem on a weekend-by-weekend basis. Mayhem. And as an RA in the residence halls, I witnessed so much guy-oriented crap you know, bullshit that I'd have to deal with. I hated being on duty because, you know, I do my rounds. It would get to be one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning where I'd have to walk through the entire building, making sure no one was doing anything weird. There were no ruffians in the trying to break into the building or whatever. And, and the shit that would go down is just, I mean, it, it makes me completely unsurprised to hear these stories about spiking drinks, about roofies, about, you know, gang rape and so on. I mean, this well, I was is, warned in college not to drink punch by friends of mine. Yeah. I mean, w- of course, we had to go through that whole thing at the beginning. As, as RAs, we had to go through the whole thing at the beginning of the school year. With right. women, we had to say, watch out for the guys. And with the guys, we had to say, don't rape women. Right. And, and, but I mean, seriously, that was just, that was a thing. And, and so you read about these stories about Brad Kavanaugh, you go, well, yeah, of course. Of, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were saying uh, they were not taking no for an answer, being verbally abusive towards girls by making crude sexual comments intended to demean them. In her declaration, Swetnick describes an incident in 1982 in which she alleges she was the victim of a gang rape uh, Kavanaugh was present for. 
During the incident, I was incapacitated without my consent and unable to fight off the boys raping me, Swetnick says. Mm -hmm. I believe I was drugged using quaaludes or something similar placed in what I was drinking. None of this is shocking. Kavanaugh's first accused... I mean, just in the, obviously the details are shocking, but in terms of not being surprised right. <laughs> at that this is going on. Kavanaugh's first accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, said judge was present when Kavanaugh allegedly sexually assaulted her 36 years ago. All 10 Democrats on the Judiciary Committee called for Trump to immediately withdraw the nomination or order an FBI investigation into these allegations. Jody, where are you with whether or not Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed? I think he's going to end up withdrawing in all of this. I, I think so. When you've got Senator Kennedy on the fence about it now and you've got Murkowski and Collins and Flake... Potentially, ben. and and Flake and Corker are, are retiring. Yeah, they got nothing to lose. Right, and then there's Ben Sass. I mean, Ben, ben Sass, Sass it, went up and shook her hand. Sits on, sits on the committee, and mm-hmm. and he could be a no vote. And and remember, mm-hmm. the margin in the committee is only one. One. The Republicans exactly. only have one more senator than the Democrats on that mm-hmm. committee, which is the, by design. That's the way the committees work. But McConnell could still put him to the floor anyway, apparently, according uh, to the rules, even if the committee doesn't recommend him. McConnell could put him to the floor. If that happens, though, that's going to be even more outrageous than yep. what's already going on. That's going to be the thing. I mean, there there have got to be two votes. There is mm-hmm. time that goes by between those two votes in which mm-hmm. more women could, em- could emerge, mm-hmm. more horrible stories of mm-hmm. at least being, if not participating in, at least being present for mm-hmm. things like gang rapes, for God's right. sake. I mean, remember- and, and Lindsey Graham got on her case of, of uh, the woman uh, uh, that Avenatti, Julie, oh, got on yeah. her case. Well, why didn't you report it at the time? Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Uh, yep. Why didn't you report it at the time? I, I can't imagine. Well, like we said before, I, I can't imagine why. That's just so ridiculous. Why? Why didn't they come forward? Jeepers! You know, because they're treated so fairly. Is why. Yeah, always. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. So I mean, the thing is with Kavanaugh getting confirmed or not. I mean, at this point, he is so irreparably damaged. I mean, we're talking about. Now we're approaching like Bill Cosby level damage. Mm-hmm. And you think this guy is going to sit on the highest court in the land? Uh, basically, one of nine justices that compose one third of the federal government? It is right. just, it, it, it just, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. With these additional accusations emerging, um, with more and more people getting skittish, I think, the, I mean, again, looking at this even from a Republican point of view. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know what? Look, we got to cut bait. You know, we'll yep. cut bait. We'll take our chances with the midterms as far as the Senate goes. Chances are we'll hold on to the Senate. Let's sit tight, bring someone else up who's going to... Bring that woman who has her handmade. Bring someone up who isn't just so thoroughly shoddy and right. damaged, for God's sake. I mean, they, there are so many other awful people they could put towards this job that are awful and i don't want them on the bench either but they don't have this background to worry about well let's look at this from the again from the republican point of view and the uh the seats of power inside the united states senate where the uh, political divide is right now and and what the fate of uh the midterms will hold there are 33 uh, total senators up for re-election or election in the first place uh, right. in the midterms. 25 of them are Democratic seats. The rest are, the, the other eight are Republican seats. So already 
it's the Democrats have to save 25 seats. They have to defend 25 seats. Republicans only have to defend eight. So if you look at the polling split right now, um, at least according according to RCP, I'm going to their uh, Senate map. Right now, they've got 44 Democrats holding their seats or winning seats and 47 Republicans holding seats or winning seats. So the divide right now, according to RCP in the polls, is 44 Democrats, 47 Republicans. There are nine toss-ups. Now, Mm -hmm. among those nine toss-ups, there are, uh, let me see, how many Democrats are there as far as the toss-ups go? Okay, so there are one, two, three, four, five Democrats as toss-ups and only four Republicans as toss-ups. So. We've got 44 Democrats already. We're going to need, what does that amount to? Seven. We're going to need to win mm-hmm. seven of those nine toss-ups. Right. Which or, means holding on to all of them. Exactly right. All the Democrats and then flipping two. Yes. That's a yeah. big challenge. If, if, if you're a Republican and you're looking at these numbers, you're going, geez, this is sketchier than I'd hope. But mm-hmm. chances are we're going to come out on top. We're going to at least maintain right. our narrow, maybe a one-vote margin coming out of the midterms. That's going to allow them to, to get another uh, nominee in there that isn't mm-hmm. fucking toxic. Exactly. I just I do not understand their mindset on, on putting everything against this guy who is just yeah. awful. Right, right. It makes no it makes no logical sense. There is somebody else that will do their bidding that the evangelicals will love and that, that nobody can say anything untoward them personally. They can yeah. say, I don't like how you rule and I disagree with this and that and the other, which is fine. But they can't get at that person on a personal level because they haven't done anything wrong personally. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. It, it boggles my mind. Anybody supporting this guy at this right. point. Right. Meanwhile, the, the Senate Judiciary Committee has come up with a... Uh, a couple of human shields, excuse me, a couple of guys who uh, they oh, suggest yeah. <laughs> were the perpetrators of the attempted rape of Christine Blasey Ford. And, and they're th- anonymous. We don't know their names and nobody's uh, reporting them to the police. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So Good to know. It wasn't Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge in the room. It was these two other guys. Uh-huh. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Believe me, this I can tell you. I mean, they might as well just add those two things on the end of that just to completely seal the deal as far as the lying goes. Meanwhile, Susan Collins has raised concerns, questioned why the Judiciary Committee has not subpoenaed Kavanaugh's friend, Mark Judge, which is like, duh. It's the whole thing in this. I mean, for God's sake, if they think that this is a gigantic... I mean, you go to Donald Trump's comments uh, yesterday in that fucking horrendous shit show of a press conference. Yeah, what was that? I know, oh, God. It was, he kept saying it was a con job. And well, if this is such a con job, why not use the FBI to say, yeah, con job. Why not use federal law enforcement to prove your claims if you're so if you have the courage of your convictions? But they don't have the courage of their convictions. No, they don't want law enforcement to look at this because, of course, it's going to show that Brett Kavanaugh is probably lying and that Christine Blasey Ford is telling the truth. And Julie Mm -hmm. Swatnick is telling the truth. And Mm -hmm. and uh, Deborah Ramirez is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And there could be other women out there that they could uncover. It's it's so obvious in all of this, mm-hmm. you know. And but the drive to save the fetuses, the drive to win at all costs, 
is just pushing them to do stupid things, make stupid political decisions, to nominate bad nominees for the Supreme Court, uh, you know, to land on Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, you know, Mike Lee, Senator Mike Lee from Utah was on that list, uh-huh. on the Federal Society list. I mean, even Mike right. Lee would have been, you know, not Better. nearly as offensive. <laughs> yeah, I no. mean, I don't know what kind of skeletons Mike Lee has in his closet, but they can't possibly have several instances of, you know, rape. In there. Probably not. And and did you hear the the uh, Mormon women nationally are asking to pull this nomination and or delay the vote? Oh yeah, Mormon yeah. women coming up against Mormon senators. Yeah, the support for Brett Kavanaugh among Republican women has dropped by eighteen points in the last few days. This is a disaster. Yeah. Uh, Trump's approval among Republican women is collapsing. I think it's at sixty eight percent right now. Sixty eight percent of women voters in the Republican Party, that does not win you any elections. Especially when you're considering that uh, women in general are a majority in this country, um, certainly a majority of the voting population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've only got 68% of Republican women on your side, Republicans running for re-election in the midterms, you're, you're kind of screwed. Yep. I mean, 68% of Republican women are like, okay, we're with Trump. But, you know, that is not when you consider that Republicans in general support Trump at like 90 percent, something like that, something stupid, mm-hmm. like the stupid idiots they are <laughs> still supporting this guy. Um, so, yeah. So, you know what? Let's take uh, one last quick break and then we'll come back, Jody, and we'll talk about this uh, this ridiculous press conference that Trump gave yesterday. Yeah. Just okay. thinking, hey, you know, I'm going to take this over. I'm going to fix everything. I'm going to solve, solve all of it for you today <laughs> right here. Just let me start talking. And yeah, no, sorry. It didn't help at all. We'll get into that more right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Thank you, Buzz. Make sure to support the show by going to our Patreon page and signing up for our, all of our bonus content. While you're there, make sure to listen to our interview with Larry Charles from Seinfeld, Borat, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Religious, Bruno, and brand new show, Larry Charles' Dangerous World of Comedy on uh, Netflix, coming soon to Netflix. Can't wait for that. Just a goddamn master. It just, I mean, he brought so much. Uh, oh, there, there. Uh, there you back. are. There you are. 
Something's happening with our ISDN line. Okay, well, I'm glad we got you back there. Um, all right, so uh, make sure to go to our Patreon page. Go to bobseska.com. Click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. It takes you to our uh, Patreon page. Sign up for any level that you choose. Well, any level of support is fine by us. Start at $1 a month. That's going to be perfect. And then you're going to want, I swear to God, you're going to want to upgrade your subscription to the $5 level for the uh, post-mortem shows that we do where we continue talking after we're done talking on the free portion of the show. And then there's also the after party. If you sign up at $10 a month, you get the after party and two post-mortem shows. At $15 a month, you get all that stuff plus a commercial-free version of this show that you're listening to right now. You don't have to listen to all that other happy crappy. Uh, so what you can do is uh, once you get the uh, your $15 a month subscription and you're listening to the commercial-free version of the show, you can keep listening because it seamlessly merges right into the post-mortem show. So one big file, no commercials, the free show plus the post-mortem, and one big file to listen to on your commute or while you're cleaning the house or when you're sick and tired of hearing Donald Trump flapping his ridiculous mouth into cameras and making an ass of himself and, and destroying democracy all at the same time. Okay, so that being said, let's talk about Donald Trump's <laughs> press conference yesterday. I swear to God, Jody, I'm not going to play any clips. Not going to play any clips. I will assume <laughs> we're just going to do that. Okay, so here's Mr. Donald. Curd. Right here's the beginning of Donald Trump's remarks yesterday. <laughs> I swear to God, whenever I see whenever I see Donald Trump talking, and I've got the TV on mute. It looks like he's making this sound. I mean, I've never seen a human mouth that is more overly articulated. It's weird. Uh, but I just want to tell the White House press corps, because I, I know all they're, they're all listening and they all sit around at the end of the day on a Tuesday or Thursday and they listen to this show. Uh, they're in the uh, White House press room. Hmm. No, no, they don't. Um I want to tell the White House press corps to stop laughing at Donald Trump when he says <laughs> something that he thinks is cute. Yeah. You know, it's just it's not helping because he's uh, yeah. he's he's there telling you to your faces, White House press corps, that you're fake news. He even mm-hmm. said that you're fake. I mean, he was saying mm-hmm. most of these all of these people are fake. They're all fake. It's like he doesn't know how to differentiate between saying that they're reporting things that he considers to be fake versus they themselves are fake human beings. They're not actual human beings. They are AI for some reason. They're fake. They're robots. They're animatronic. I I saw all these people. I saw all of these people at Chuck E. Cheese's (laughs) playing the jamboree. (laughs) What? I mean, he... (sighs) It's like with the airplane, with the whatever that airplane is, that's the jet, that's the fighter jet, the F-35 or something like that. It's, right, right, right. It's invisible. Uh, you can't see it. It's invisible. Oh, and people are like, well, no, it's just, no, it's invisible. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sure his advisor are going, well, Mr. President, it's not literally invisible. It's just like radar It's not has Wonder trouble. Woman's plane. Exactly it's right. It's, plane. it's not. It's like, oh, sure, I heard. I said, Sean, Sean Hannity told me it was invisible. So I swear to God, you can't see it. But there it is right there. It's parked right outside, but you can't see it. It's invisible. Fuck you! Uh, no, you're, you're totally sane, Mr. President. No reason for the 25th Amendment here. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's what he yep. did yesterday for an hour and a half. Yes, great, great argument for removing him from office because he's mentally unfit. Interrupting people. Did you see what he called in the one guy? He called, he called the one guy a uh, reporter from Iraq who uh, said that he was a Kurd. 
So then right. Trump, Mr. Curd, right? Referring to him as Mr. Curd, Mr. Curd. Yeah. yeah uh, and interrupting him all at once. Great yeah. people. And so the guy keeps asking questions. Mr. Curd, Curd, yes. Please let me ask a question, Mr. President. He's like, no, Mr. Curd, you're great people. Great people. Well, Mr. President, I just wanted to. No, Mr. Curd. Good people, good people, good people. Thank you for the question. But, but Mr. President, I did not. Next question, I'm going to go over here to fake news. You know you're fake. He just couldn't, he couldn't let the guy from the Kurdish region of Iraq ask his right. question. I don't think he actually did get the question out, ever. I don't think so either. I think you're right. Then at one point, this was, uh, this was amazing that he said this. He was referencing a TV interview with this guy named Michael Pillsbury. He's a China, China strategist, right? China! He said, Trump said about uh, Mr. Pillsbury, if you look at Mr. Pillsbury, the leading authority on China, he was good on a show. I won't mention the name of the show recently. And he was saying that China has total respect for Donald Trump and Donald Trump's very, very large brain. He said, Donald, Donald Trump, they don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what any of that meant. No, he never makes sense. No, he doesn't understand words. <laughs> words are a problem. For example, he said here later on in the press conferences, I don't like NAFTA. I've never liked it. It's been very bad, bad, bad for the United States. It's been great for Canada, great for Mexico. I'm not going to use the name NAFTA. I refuse to use it. You know, NAFTA. It's like, well, you don't understand words. You're saying NAFTA. At the same time, you're saying that you're never going to use the, the, the term NAFTA. Right. He doesn't understand words. Uh, Trump also said the, the uh, UN General Assembly was laughing with him and not at him. Right. That was hilarious. Oh, good for you, Biff. You keep telling yourself that. Whatever helps you uh, sleep for whatever, two hours at night. Uh, plus, he he's completely refuses to meet with Justin Trudeau, which is completely ironic because uh, he's saying that, uh, that uh, Canada has treated us very unfairly for many, many years. And, uh, and it's and it, it, practically in the same breath, he was saying that he has no problem meeting again with Kim Jong-un. So we're not meeting with Justin Trudeau, <laughs> who's our <laughs> friend and our ally and our northern neighbor. But we are meeting with Kim Jong-un again because Kim Jong-un has nuclear weapons pointed at us. But Justin Trudeau was just very unfair. So unfair. Is there anything going on with the uh, Kavanaugh hearings? Is he? He's still apparently crying. Is he crying still? Yeah. What is wrong with him? <laughs> well, that'll, that'll make Trump pull his nomination right there because Trump doesn't like that. Yeah. Um, this, you know what? This also makes me think of something else. This, the amount of crying that he's doing. Uh, trying to talk about uh, uh, the fact that I've been chasing. And we know why John uh, Boehner is. The American dream. My whole John career. Boehner cries There's a lot. A, some he things. Does cry a lot. They're really yeah, difficult to talk about. Of course. Family. Hammered. Uh, kids. I can't go to a school anymore. I used to go to a lot of schools. <laughs> you see all these little kids running around. Can't talk about it. Why? Uh, <laughs> Uh, making sure uh, that these kids have a shot at the American dream. My God. Oh, he was hammered in that. Uh, yeah. He could not have been sober when he was crying. There's no way. If a, if a man cries that easily mm. during public remarks, 
mm, glug, glug, glug. We've had a little bit too mm-hmm. much to drink or that we do spend a lot of time drinking because that's His how... His cheeks are flushed. Yeah, yeah. It just indicates to me that the ease with which he's crying in these hearings uh, indicates some sort of intoxication. Maybe, he's not, maybe he's not intoxicated right now while he's crying, but it doesn't preclude the fact that maybe he's been quite intoxicated for long periods of time in his life, making him more susceptible to that sort of emotional peak, if you will. Right, right. So, oh, and the other thing that, that all he had to say when this came out into the public was, look, I was drunk a lot that summer. If I did this to her, I am so sorry that I did. Uh, boom, it would have been done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mean, remember the night. I don't remember the party. I guess I might have been there because of what I was doing that summer. And I, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Well, he's not going to say that because it, then he's, because there's no statute of limitations. That's true. You're right about Montgomery, that. But, <laughs> Montgomery County Police is going to be knocking on his door if that that's happens, true. I would imagine. You are correct. I forgot about that. In, a, in another state, he could have gotten away with saying, I'm sorry. Yes, that is probably true. So... Well, we'll wait and see. You know what I didn't get to? We're out of time on the show today, on the free portion of the show. What I didn't get to is this new book that's coming out. It's called Cyber War, How Russian Hackers and Trolls Helped Elect a President, What We, uh, what we Don't, Can't, and Do Know. And it's by Kathleen Hall Jameson. There's a piece in yeah. The New Yorker about mm-hmm. uh, this particular book, uh, and it's out right now. It's the October issue. Uh, just check it out because it's got the entire rundown of the study that she's performed for this book to show that Russia actually did influence the election. So we'll dig into some excerpts from this uh, New Yorker piece on the after party. So you're going to want to dial over to the after party. See, uh, uh, grab your television dial. Your, your gigantic. (laughs) Along with your rotary phone and your 45s. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Dial the podcast in. <laughs> Grab your podcast dial and, and go over to our Patreon page and listen to the post-mortem show today. We're going to talk about this. I've been saying since day one that it was Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia did mm-hmm. this. The only way you can yep. explain Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin is Russian influence. The Russian spreading of anti-Hillary propaganda. The Russian spreading of pro-Trump propaganda. And how that was micro-targeted to Democratic voters, uh, former Obama voters, and certainly susceptible Republican voters. We know this happened. There's no great secret about this. And I'm looking, I'm giving the side eye right now to Michael Moore. Because that means you, Michael. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't Obama that swung the election to Trump. Sorry, we're not going to blame the first black president for the election of the first orange president. Sorry, not going to happen. All right, that's the post-mortem show. That's coming up next on our Patreon page. As I said, go to bobseska.com, click the all-caps Patreon link, sign up, will you? Go do it right now. Also, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. It's the all-caps Amazon link right next to the all-caps Patreon link. Takes you right to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, but we get a teeny tiny commission for some of the things you buy. Thank you for doing that. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, Jody Hamilton can be found at from-the-bunker.com on Twitter at fromthebunkerjunior. And junior is spelled with just the J-R. Right. Uh, okay, let's see what else. Oh, also on the Stephanie Miller Show. But you were on this week. You were on a different day than your normal Tuesday. I was on Monday. On I was Monday, on Monday. Monday but normally... Which Charlie Pierce was upset about. But Chris Lavoie was in, so it was fine. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
Uh, plus, well, you'll be on normally every Tuesday on the Tuesday. Stephanie Miller Show, so dial in for that. And while you're listening to the Stephanie Miller Show, make sure to sign up for the Happy Hour Podcast on the Stephanie Miller Show iTunes account. So go to iTunes and do that, because it's free now. It's free. Yes. And my mom sure- was on it. Go get my mom's episode. That's right. Go listen to Carol Burnett on the Happy Hour and listen to my interview with Larry Charles at our Patreon page. Go do it now. All right. Take care, folks. Good luck. Bye-bye.